ECU? Do you breathe purple and gold? Are you ready to hoist the colors? Now, time for the most in-depth look at the world of ECU athletics. Welcome in to Hoist the Colors with your host, Stephen Igo on 94.3 The Game. Watch the show live on Facebook and at 94.3thegame.com. Now, here's your host, Stephen Igo. All right, welcome in to this edition of Hoist the Colors. Friday, September 8th. It's a painted purple Friday here in Greenville because the Pirates are a day away from their home opener. The Marshall Thundering Herd are thundering into town as we speak. Don't, I, I don't know if they're taking the bus or flying, but they're, they're making their way to Greenville, <laughs> East Carolina, and Marshall. I assume they're flying. It's a pretty pretty lengthy drive. Yeah, it's a long one from uh, West Virginia. Yeah, it's not a fun one either. That is the voice of Joe Sampson. Joey Football. It's a Joey Football Friday. Joe, how you doing? I'm great. Glad to be back. Glad to still be here. You know? st- you're still here. You might be breaking some equipment. But, uh, Every show is a gift, I go. That's what I have to say. That's uh, There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, Philip Pilkington is behind the glass. Philip, what's up? How's it going, guys? Happy Friday. Yeah, it's a good yeah, Happy Friday. <laughs> happy Friday. It's a very happy Friday. Uh, we got our game picks coming up later, and uh, that's what I'm most excited about with our Friday show. Like, like look, We've talked Marshall all week long, and at this point, like I'm kind of... Uh, you know, you get to Friday, you just want the game to get Yeah, you're right. marshaled out. Yeah, marshaled game out. Game planned out. ready for the game. We will give our final keys. We'll talk about the quarterback situation here shortly, uh, which everybody wants to discuss. We'll also, uh, you know, make our picks. What I'm planning to do is we'll do that in the second segment because this week we got five college games and five NFL games. This is the opening week of NFL as well. We'll talk about the Lions stunning the Chiefs as well. Who baby. How about that? They didn't see that coming. Uh, as far as an outright win, that was a big win for Detroit. But of course, this is an East Carolina-centric show. If you got a question, drop it on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Tweet at us. Uh, drop a question there. We'll get to it. Joe, how, how you feeling about this game tomorrow as a uh, former player, now reporter? Are you, you <laughs> confident in East Carolina? Are you, you nervous? How would you explain your feelings? Can we call me a reporter? Is that allowed now? I've asked a question in a press conference you to have. Houston. You've asked, the, you've asked the question to the coordinators and to the head coach. There I feel we like go. You're, you're officially a seasoned reporter. I'm a reporter now, Money Mike. Yeah, so, so, uh, <laughs> so how are you feeling from your, uh, if you put your reporter If I put my reporter on. cap on and take off my player cap, yep. The closer we get, the more confident I feel about ECU's defensive attack. I think Ali has run great between the tackles over the last two years, except for when he was hurt, obviously, towards the back half of last season. But Ali is a shifty guy. He's not necessarily a downhill guy. And that's kind of what we saw with Albany. They started to go outside the tackles a little more, kind of stretch to what App State likes to do. And we've seen them kind of beat the Pirates with in the past. So I think that ECU's defensive front kind of holds them and they force the ball outside. And that's where I think we're going to have a a significant advantage. The offense is still a question mark. We'll get into that shortly. If it's Mason Garcia, expect a lot more deep throws and immediate throws. And if it's Alex Flynn, expect some RPOs and some quick game. Let's let's get into that quarterback discussion now because of course that's what everybody wants to talk about and you know we'll see uh, you know when I was out of practice Tuesday Mason at least started Mason Garcia started the practice taking the the walkthrough reps not that that means a whole lot but uh, that's how it's been all off season we'll see who gets to start on Saturday uh, between Alex Flynn and Mason Garcia but at this point based upon what Donnie Kirkpatrick has said I, I guess we expect both to play he said it's a two quarterback system. 
I don't know if I necessarily would put all the weight in a double quarterback system because I've long believed if you have two quarterbacks, you have zero quarterbacks. But you have to start and figure out who's working and who's got the hot hand, so to speak, as we use a baseball right. term to come out of the bullpen, as he said. But it comes down to what kind of game EC wants to play. Do they want to go with the quick game? Do they want to go with Alex Flynn game manager? Or do they want to try and take some deep shots and kind of beat him over the top? So we talked with Donnie Kirkpatrick on – Wednesday, and we got a couple cuts here. He basically said he feels like they need two quarterbacks. Let's play that cut, Philip, if we got it ready. We talk every day, and we kind of go back and forth, I guess, a little bit. But what I've, I've said time and time is right now, I think we need both guys. I think we need both guys. All right, there's uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick talking about using both quarterbacks and basically says they feel like they need two quarterbacks. And I saw a lot of people react to this. In the terms of, hey, like, if they don't know which quarterback they want to start now, then they're going to be in trouble. But for me, Joe, I just feel like we talked about it earlier this week, but it's got to play out on the field. Like, somebody has to go perform well, separate themselves on game day, win a game. Right. And when NFL teams have a quarterback battle, it's not settled in practice. Unless it's a number one overall pick or a rookie like that, it's settled in games. It's settled in the preseason games. It's settled how they handle things under pressure when things don't go as perfectly as we thought. And that's what you have to do. I mean, anytime you have these guys who have limited game experience, Alex Flynn didn't throw a pass until last game in any of the games he's seen action in. So it's a completely different measuring stick. Obviously, Mason had the one start in a COVID year, but that's not this year that's not what this team is and that's not what this team is capable of and we also asked donnie you may have asked him this about how to know kind of who to ride with the hot hand yeah. uh, so mm-hmm. this was his response on how to how to know which quarterback to go with it could be about who's completing passes it could be about who's making runs but it's really probably more about who's moving the chains who's moving the ball who's scoring some points and so it's like any other sport you you do you figure out who's hot sometimes it's just the feel you know what i'm saying after so many years you just can see it in their eyes you can just kind of tell by their attitude you know where they're at and you get that feeling for this guy's you know he's feeling it let's get him the ball all right there's donnie kirkpatrick talking about how to ride with the hot hand and that's the thing too is whether it's mason garcia or alex flynn starting on saturday you know to me if if the guy goes out there they may have it scripted but if he leads two drives and they score whether it's field goal or touchdown you got to ride with that guy right till it slows down yeah we've talked about that because if he scores two touchdowns in the first two drives you can't go okay now it's Mason's turn, or now it's Flynn's turn. You're in a game. You want to win the game. You want to control the offensive kind of mindset as far as, okay, if we take him out, are we kind of punting this next drive to see what he has as opposed to doing what was working well and understanding what our game plan is? Trent Holler will be making his return to Daddy Ficklin <laughs> Stadium. Uh, the Trent Holler revenge game is here. The uh, he, he will start at center. If you're unfamiliar with him, he was a former ECU lineman. From 2019 through 21, I uh, got dismissed from the team for a, a whole off-the-field incident we won't get into, but now transferred to Marshall. It's coming back. Still a lot of good uh, you know, good friends on the team. We talked about that with Taylor mm-hmm. Jackson on Tuesday. You asked Donnie Kirkpatrick basically how they have to be aware. He may know some of the schemes, the verbiage. So how much of a role do you think that plays Saturday? I think it plays a lot into some of the checks that you would see. The quarterback give the receiver. The receivers kind of give each other. There's a couple signals that we had that would kind of tell them what the assignment would be as opposed to what we had originally called. But I think with the verbiage now, the offensive line coach has changed, the system has changed, the scheme has changed. 
it won't play as large of a piece as we had originally thought because Morich kind of runs more gap scheme, might have some different verbiage than when they call it on the line, they can't pick up on it. But I do expect it to be some kind of thing in the first quarter. Really looking forward to watching that matchup between Trent Holler and ECU's defensive line and see how much trash talk we can see Man. from the press box. You, I, you expecting some? I can't wait for Big Tay to just talk his talk to Trent because those two used to go at it in practice even when Tay was a young freshman at 325 pounds I think he was then so still not small and him and Trent would just go at it back and forth so I'm excited to see how it plays out now in game situations should be a lot of great uh, great battles in the trenches and Rasheen Ali I mean he ran all over East Carolina in that 2021 game and they would have plays bottled up and he would you know move and cut and just make guys miss so tackling will be key i thought the tackling in the opener joe was extremely sharp and mm-hmm. usually that's not the case for game one really no and much credit to coach harrell and all these different coaches that have kind of put this emphasis on to tackling and leverage points it didn't look in any situation like they were outmatched out in space against michigan or when they were in the box they kind of tried for an arm tackle as opposed to going and attacking the near hip as they taught us because east carolina was so set on not being the team to miss a tackle or set to let up the big playoff an arm tackle and i think it really showed East Carolina and Marshall will go at it 4 p.m. this Saturday, tomorrow, as we record here on Friday. So I've always made a big deal about this. I want to get your take on it, Joe. Mm -hmm. Um, Field turf versus natural grass. I feel like ECU plays so much better on natural grass because that's their home stadium. And like when ECU goes on the road to field turf, I feel like maybe at times, you you know, like skill position players can play faster, but I feel like cutting and moving – it's such a different feel with your cleats. Do you feel like it's an advantage when ECU is able to play like on natural grass? Like Marshall has field turf, so mm-hmm. they're coming to play on natural grass, and ECU is used to that. Marshall, maybe not as much. Yeah, 100% that it's a advantage, especially with injuries and bounce back, and for the linemen especially to give that force to kind of bounce back off. And for the people who don't necessarily know what it is with turf, most of the time it's a layer of concrete underneath or some kind of rubber pellets or almost construction netting type things that kind of your cleats can stick into and create these non-contact injuries that we've seen so many times. But East Carolina plays better because their ability to cut is more finite when it's on the grass as opposed to the turf. And teams, especially Tulane and these other teams that travel, and now we've mentioned Marshall, they're not used to playing on the natural grass and it can have an effect on timing and cuts. Do you guys have to wear different cleats at all? When y'all like go to, to to turf, like I heard Memphis's field was terrible a couple of years ago. <laughs> that brick, that's a yeah. concrete brick that they pat or put turf over. Like right. there was no give to that field whatsoever. Um, but most of the time, it's the linemen that okay. switch to it. They'll go to a, a flat bottom kind of a sneaker as opposed to a, a cleat like that, and it's easier to slide on and kick step because they're not necessarily digging in as much as a skill receiver. Some players will swap to a turf cleat which is more of like a golf shoe as far as like rounded spikes as opposed to true molded cleat bottoms. But it's not a crazy huge thing in college. I know it's a huge thing in the pros. Right. And Terrence Copper spoke at length uh, a couple conversations ago where he was like, yeah, there's a huge difference between the turf cutting and cutting on the field and what you're wearing. I just always prefer sports on natural grass. Nothing drives me more crazy than ban baseball, the turf, man. baseball games on turf. Just ban turf in general. That is a soapbox I will get on. I will stand on it. Ban turf in general. It's it's destructive. It causes injuries. It's created some huge life-changing injuries for a lot of players that lost a career. There you go. Joe Sampson on his soapbox here on a Friday. Joey Football Friday. Ban turf. East Carolina, Marshall, ban turf uh, <laughs> as we get set to play this game on the Bagwell Field natural grass. 
right, biggest biggest keys you're looking for heading into Saturday. Like, what do you want to see the most mm-hmm. to lead to an East Carolina win? The offensive line needs to control the line of scrimmage. They can't let these running backs get hit three or four yards in the backfield. That's going to create negative plays, put them behind the sticks, and that's going to cause them to kind of play from behind. And that's where we've seen kind of issues with Donnie Kirkpatrick's play calling in the past as he gets kind of conservative, worried about giving the game away when the game still has to be won. And when you look at the offensive line, like how much, you know, to me, I, I didn't evaluate much at all against Michigan because right. it was just a, such a night and day opponent. How much will you evaluate them this week? I'm not expecting them to be perfect because there's still so many moving mm-hmm. parts, but this should be a more, you know, competitive, fair matchup, right? It's definitely a more competitive isn't the word I'd use, but it is a more equal matchup as yep. far as you're kind of around the same competition level and the same aspects and the same kind of weight room numbers i guess is the best way to put it because these aren't freaks of nature these aren't the mutant these aren't these crazy guys running four two fives with three percent body fat running off the edge in the big 10 these are guys that are a little more in our wheelhouse a little more of the same talent level they were in our conference when we were in the cusa way back when so it creates kind of a similar scale to kind of measure off of so i would put a lot of weight into this week but i wouldn't say it's the end all be all to understand where we are and defensively, on the other side, flipping the coin to that side of the ball, mm-hmm. what are keys there that you're, you're looking for? I mean, we've talked about it now, and I'm sure people are sick of hearing it. you got to stop Ali. You can't let him do what he did in 2021. You can't let him hit the big one. I mean, no. He, he, he hit a 73-yarder mm-hmm. against uh, Albany, and then he hit multiple big ones against ECU. So yeah. at least make him earn his way down the field. And it sounds like he had some fumbling issues in the opener, so maybe mm-hmm. that's something you can take advantage of too. Yeah, he kind of carries the ball a little loose as far as running backs go. They want three points of contact, the chest, the hand, and then into the shoulder to kind of create that pocket that you see most of these professional running backs kind of do in the NFL. And Ali kind of carries it a little loosely. He's kind of flailing it around. So there's a chance for ECU to pop one for a turnover. All right, let's get our first break in. We'll come back. We'll make our game picks. We also got to get to our lock of the week, presented by Anson Belt and Buckle. We may do that in our game pick segment. We may save it towards the end of the show, but it's just a feel thing, guys. Like, you know, when, feel when's it, it out. When's it going to hit you that you want to make that lock? That lock. <laughs> lock it up. I should have made it my lock last night. They should have. You, you missed your opportunity. Yeah, 2 0 against the spread now. So going into the NFL season, riding high. Enjoy, uh, enjoy while it lasts yeah. because it's not going to last. No. All right, we'll come back. We'll make our picks. Uh, I'm uh, horrific. I had a horrific week one, so I got a lot to recover from. We'll be right back. Hoist the Colors, 94.3 The Game. This is ECU head football coach Mike Houston, and you're listening to Hoist the Colors on 94.3 The Game. All right, welcome back into the show. Appreciate Coach Houston for leading us back in. He was our inaugural guest back in the spring when we kicked off Hoist the Colors on 94.3 The Game. So Coach Houston and his team will be in action tomorrow inside Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. We'll see uh, see what happens. Probably trying to get the win number one. We'll pick that game here shortly. Guys, it is our game-picking segment. We were talking off the air, Philip, uh, me and Joe. You know, we get to Friday. We've talked about everything ECU Marshall under the sun. Like, I'm kind of looking forward to just picking these random games and picking NFL, talking some NFL because – it allows us to mix it up a little bit. So, uh, by the way, congrats on your three and three week, Philip. I know you got to be feeling good right now. That was huge. I, I mean, I'm not feeling good as much as I'm just feeling. <laughs> y'all should be feeling bad. Like I don't think I did great. I just uh, I, I was the fortunate of my opponents kind of stinking it up. Gracious. I guess. Yeah, this is this is horrific. Three hundred gets you in the Hall of Fame, though, Philip. Hey, baby, I was so, going five hundred. Not what, what you're hearing about. Five hundred. That's a good day. Yeah, it is. 
Yeah, so we picked the six college games against the spread last week. The only game I got right was East Carolina-Michigan, and I barely got that one right. Uh, I I whiffed on UTSA. Thanks, Malik Fleming, and thanks uh, Frank (laughs) Harris for just throwing him the ball. I mean, the worst interceptions I've ever seen. Do you remember that scene from The Waterboy? Oh, when yeah. Bobby Boucher takes and he's like 62 and he just hands it to him. That's, that's basically what it that's was. That's what Frank Harris did. He was like, you know what, Malik, have a second one. Philip got Houston on that. Uh, me and uh, Joe missed that. TCU Colorado, we all owe Deion Sanders an apology. <sighs> Coach Prime, I'm sorry. Well, Joe and I really do because we did. We said that they would cover easy too. Joe and I were I both did. predicting like 45 to 7. I did. It was bad. I mean, I, I certainly expected them to go out there and just get molly wobbed. And <laughs> yeah. instead, they uh, Travis Hunter just playing both ways. We'll, we'll get into that discussion, how sustainable it is, because we got to pick Colorado this week That's versus true. Nebraska. Uh, we all missed that. UNC South Carolina. Uh, I picked UNC, or I picked South Carolina. Excuse me. Y'all picked UNC. South Carolina just looked overwhelmed by UNC's defensive front, which I didn't see coming. Yeah. Chiswick's done a good job kind of remolding that from what it was last year. So that's my fault for believing in Shane Beamer, who one time (laughs) wanted to be the East Carolina coach. Uh, LSU, FSU, we all missed that. We all picked LSU. uh, And that we owe uh, an apology as well to the Seminoles. And then Clemson and Duke, we all missed as well. So it's... And look, I mean, Clemson just threw up on itself all game long. Yeah. So that's that is what it is. Sweeney's on the fast track to kind of dropping out of coaching and going to be a, a Southern governor here shortly. So yeah. that's that's what's <laughs> headed this way. Hey, just to be fair, I go Duke <laughs> had some bad things that happened in the first half. They could have easily been up by seventeen. This, this look, is true. Philip wants the record look, to show. We know not that enough he's, respect a, he's a Duke. For his he's Duke. a Dukey. Okay, we'll just, <laughs> he's we'll, a Duke. He's a Dukey, and we'll uh, we'll keep that in mind all season when they're. You know, they're going to start 4-0. They're probably going to have game day when Notre Dame rolls to town, and then they're going to get smacked, and then it's going to go downhill. I will say, though, having a $5 million NIL fund helps. Yeah, so, uh, yeah that's, that's probably pretty pretty nice. But when half the NBA went to your school, it's easy to get a $5 million That's true. That's also fair. Uh, so, by the way, our overall standings right now, myself bringing up the rear, last place, 1-5 against the spread. Joey football two and four, you know, respectable, and Philip three and three after one week. But hey, guys, it's a long season. Not how you start, it's how, how you, you finish. finish. And we're adding NFL to the uh, picks this week. We're going college five picks, NFL five picks. So let's get into it. Speaking of Colorado, Deion Sanders, Nebraska, and Matt Rule coming off a heartbreaker against Minnesota, as Nebraska so often tends to do. They just lose <laughs> in the most brutal fashion possible. Uh, this week they're on the road against the Buffaloes. Colorado goes from a 20-point dog to TCU to a three-point favorite yeah. over Nebraska. How are we feeling about this? Can they handle the hype? We'll start with Joe. I got to buy into Coach Prime. I mean, we've heard him all week on interviews talk about, you know, we said we were going to do this, this is what we're going to do. But there's a clip, I don't know if you've seen it, I go, where he talks about how this week is personal. One of the coaches has a connection to Matt Rule, and it's like, this week is personal. And they are chomping to go like it is a week 11 road rivalry game so i'm gonna take colorado i'm gonna take the points but i have them going plus seven so you got colorado covering yeah i uh gosh i don't i just apologize to Dion, but I, you know what i'm gonna pick against him again that's not prime <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say that uh nebraska all this hype man there's so much hype 
Now I don't know if they can handle it. And if they do, then props to them. But I'm going Nebraska on the road outright winner. All right, well, go to Philip. Philip, who rules? I think Boulder is going to be rocking. It's going to be the biggest crowd since Bill McCartney was the coach in the early 90s. He took him to the national championship. Yeah, it might have taken him five downs against Missouri to win that national championship, but they still won it. And um, (laughs) I I, got to believe in Coach Prime. I I picked against them at Nebraska a couple years ago. This is the second leg of a home-and-home, and and they went in Nebraska. Scott Frost's first game back and and beat Nebraska. Forced a couple late turnovers and – I think they do it again this week. I'm going Buffs. Phillip, does this have anything to do with your hatred for Matt Rule after the dumpster fire he left the Panthers as? It might have a little bit to do with that, and also probably a little bit to do with the fact that my family's from Colorado, and if I pick against them again, I, you know, I don't want... Yeah. So, of course, maybe I pick against them and they win, so maybe, yeah. maybe I should keep picking maybe. against them. <laughs> Nebraska-Colorado. This game is being played in Boulder, and it starts at 12 noon Eastern, so that's a 10 a.m. start, Boulder time. I mean, that is... See, but here's the God. thing. That's pretty brutal. I know for ECU, good. that'd be bad because we drink. And right. It takes a while to get drunk. In Boulder, they partake in other things, and it it progresses yeah. a little faster. So I think they're That's good. True. By the way, ESPN just sent out a notification that uh, Colorado Nebraska is attracting the most bets around the country more than any other game, NFL or college. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like uh, you know the bounce uh, the bounce back versus the. You know, like a team coming off a loss like Nebraska, you usually get that bounce-back factor versus a team coming off a big win, you get that slide-back mm-hmm. factor. I'm going with Nebraska. I don't feel good about it, but it just feels like a letdown spot for me for Colorado. But I'd say what I'd be more impressed if Colorado follows this up with another big performance than winning last week. Like, doing it consistently is is the challenge. Uh, Justice Bradburn on YouTube says, no chance Colorado loses the home opener, but Nebraska could shock the world. He also says, so maybe slight chance Colorado blows the home opener. So which is it, Justin? Yes, you got You got to pick one. <laughs> He's on both sides. Uh, Robert says Matt Rule is a defensive specialist, and Colorado only had 55 yards rushing last week. Uh, is Matt Rule a defensive specialist, uh, according yeah. to our Panthers fan in there? I don't know. I mean, you got to think that when he was there, Panthers defense was much better than they the were. offense. But you got to remember, he was at Baylor before that. What is the Big Twelve known as? Crap defense. <laughs> I've watched, remember those like, uh, you think you can hurt my feelings videos? This girl said, you think you can hurt my feelings. My dad was a Big 12 defensive coordinator. And that explains that right there. No, he's not a good college defensive coach. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out this weekend how much of a defensive specialist he is. All right, let's move on to our next game. Ole Miss is a 7.5 point favorite at Tulane. This is a top 25 matchup, folks. Should be a good one. I know you're taking the over. Joe. I'm hammering the over. <laughs> you're taking the over. Uh, by the way, aren't you taking an under at some point too? Which is what we got to talk need, about. I need to w- issue a public apology. Last night to my fans, I let you down. I took an under. I saw the numbers. I saw what Jared Goff had done in week one, the last six years, now seven, and win. I took the spread. And then I knew. I knew the under was going to hit. It was too high. I failed you. I'm taking the over this week, though, for this game, so I will redeem myself. The over will hit. So this man talked all last week about life is too short to take the under, and he takes the under for the NFL game. So here's the thing, I go. Uh, there's one big factor that I think people are forgetting, and that is uh, money. That, uh, I like to completely win. completely fair. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, yeah, th- you don't want to lose. I don't want to live in a box. So who who are you going with? Are you living in a box right now? No, no, no. Okay, okay. No, no. So... As long as you don't lose too much money, you'll be exactly. good. Exactly. So, you you still, need to know who to win. 
Like, what horse to bet on? Right, exactly. So, who are you going with here? We, we know you're expecting points, Ole Miss or Tulane. It's difficult. I got to go Ole Miss. And I know some people are going to hate me because the Lane Kiffin hype train keeps it chugging and the king of the portal's at it again. But I just don't see, and I'm not doubting Willie Fritz's defense here, but I don't see them holding up against Jackson Dart and Trey Sanders and whoever else they decide to roll out a quarterback this week to throw for 450 yards because Tulane plays a lot of cover three. So we're going to see a lot of bombs away. So I give it to Ole Miss, who also has a great rushing attack that we don't talk about enough. Yep. So I'm taking the over. I'm taking the points. I'm taking Ole Miss. A lot of uh, a lot of hype for Ole Miss. By the way, the most interesting rumor I ever heard about an ECU coaching search was uh, Lane Kiffin interviewed for the job in Raleigh for the East Carolina job before they hired Mo. I never confirmed this, but the rumor I heard was his wife drove to Greenville during the interview, hated it so much that uh, – she just told Lane, we're not taking this job. I don't know if that's true. He wasn't built for Greenville. Basically. So, Lane, I guess he could have been the head coach at ECU, but maybe that's just total made-up farce. Farce, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to feel about this game. So, let's hear Phillip's take first, and then I'll make a pick. You love to do this. I, I love throwing <laughs> on you guys. Clearly, it worked so well so, last week. Twice yeah. threw me first. I do think the Rebels win the game. But it's a one-score game, so I'm taking Ooh. the green wave to cover plus seven and a half. Seven and a half. I think Vegas is begging you to take Tulane, so I'm taking Ole Miss. I just feel like Ole Miss is going to roll in there and put up 40-plus. I think Tulane so will score high 20s, 30s, but I think Ole Miss wins uh, by a couple of scores. All right, Texas at Alabama. This is a seven-point spread. I don't even need to hear y'all's take. I'm taking Bama all day. I think Bama absolutely rolls in this one. Am I on the tight camera here, Philip, or am I on the wide shot? Because horns down, give me Bama, give me the points. Texas is not back. Yeah, um, you never bet against Tom Brady, and you never bet against Nick Saban. I'm going Bama. Not in Bama either. No, not there. So, is Texas really projected to be this good, or is – is Vegas and Bama might be down. I think what we have to consider here, I go, is every year they go this route with Texas. Right. And every year we have the same conversation. Why did Vegas put Texas so far in the front? I think they're trying to cover their own tail. I do not believe in Texas. They look kind of lackluster against Rice. We have made our qualms about Rice. I do not believe in Texas. I do not believe in Quinn Ewers. I think Sarkeesian is in over his head as far as being in the Big 12 and going to the SEC with that program. All right, we got uh, – do y'all want to pick ECU Marshall first or Notre Dame State? Oh, then, let's save the Pirates for last. Okay, we'll save the Pirates for last. So Notre Dame, seven-and-a-half-point favorite at NC State. We'll start with Joseph. You rolling with the pack or the, the fighting Irish? I am a longtime member of the Dave Doran hate club. I stand by this. I am the president. I am the treasurer. And I am the uh, vice president. I'm going to take Notre Dame outright, but I would take NC State points. I think it'll be close. But I do give Notre Dame the win, but I have NC State covering. I am... Uh... I feel like every time NC State plays a big game at home, they usually rise up. And uh, I think this will be a one-score game. I'm taking NC State to cover as well. Philip, A big believer in Sam Hartman. And uh, I think he finds a way to win it by two touchdowns. I'm going with the Irish. Ooh, the cover's bold. That is, that's bold. But I mean, it, but it is. you're picking a guy who has his fractured rib around his neck on a necklace. That has to be a safe bet. That is true. 
I, like that's a real thing. Yeah. He, wow. They showed it on game day when they played uh, Navy. He has like the piece of his rib they had removed on a necklace. Why would you do that? I guess it's cool because he's crazy. Apparently so. He's, he's like, like barbarian like. Yeah, mean, that's pretty. I, he pretty looks awesome. like a Neanderthal. <laughs> so. so this, is, by the way, I'm going against my own advice here because Notre Dame at seven and a half. They're begging you to take state. I am taking state. May regret it, but I, I just believe in NC State at home. Like they usually play well. Uh, Marshall is a two and a half point favorite at East Carolina. This this line opened, I think, at about even. Then it yeah, went to Marshall three, three and a half, and now back to ECU uh, as a uh, two and a half point dog. Who wants to step up and be first to pick this game? Uh, I see Phillips already got ECU written down on the stat sheet. No, I don't have it written down for me. I have it written down no. for Joe because he he's already predicted the Joe. final score on correct. Talk of the Town this morning. Because okay, he's well, correct. There you go. On Talk of the Town, I predicted it. I'm going to ride with my prediction. ECU 31, Marshall 28. I think it's the last second field goal. I think it's over. I think the kicking gods will look upon us with favor, and I think ECU finally breaks that late kick curse. And most of all, I think that the Pirates cover. Pirates cover, according to Joseph. We'll go to Philip next. I think the Pirates are trailing three. Mason Garcia leads them down the field as time expires, throws a touchdown, 28-24 Pirates. Touchdown to Shane Calhoun? Sure. Whoever. I don't know, but he, he establishes himself as the starter after leading the Pirates down the field for a game-winning touchdown. East Carolina Marshall have played some phenomenal games. I think this will be another one. I think uh, I, I just feel like these two teams are built very similarly. You know, Marshall likes to run the ball. We know EC will want to run the ball. I think it'll be a low, lower scoring game. I do think ECU wins at the end near the buzzer, maybe not at the buzzer like you guys are saying, but I think the Pirates put up a fourth quarter score as the difference maker. I'm going East Carolina 24, Marshall 20. So, Pirates cover. So, there are college picks. Now, we're on to the NFL, boys. And this is what I'm excited about. You know, as with my job, like, I'm so I'm so ingrained with ECU. Like, it, you know, it takes the fun out of it to some degree. Mm. But I can have fun on Sundays watching the National Football League. And that's what I look forward to most. You changed to your Jets jersey. We're not going to pick the Jets yet, but I not know you're yet. fired up for this Yeah, week. clearly I'm taking the Bills. Like, that's <laughs> obvious here. The time is now. We are out of the darkness. Yeah. The NFL is here. Uh, How about the Lions last night, fellas? That was a, uh, as a Broncos fan, definitely excited to see that. Anytime the Chiefs lose at home, it's a good thing as a a Denver fan. We got all of our favorite teams here on the picks. We got Panthers and Falcons on the pick sheet for Phillip. We got Bills, Jets on the pick sheet for, uh, for Joe. And we also got Raiders Broncos on the pick sheet for myself. So we will start with Panthers Falcons. We'll make the pick first. Phillips producing, doing some stuff. Are you a Panthers believer, Joe? And that's a difficult question because it's more of a, am I an Arthur Smith hater? I, I'm too nervous about how the Panthers rookie quarterback is going to look week one against a non-first year head coach or a non-first-year starting quarterback because Desmond Ritter has some time now under his belt. I give it to the Falcons against the spread. Three-and-a-half point favorite. I give it to the Falcons. I think it'll be close. I think it's a 1.2 point loss kind of thing. It'll come down to the field goal and executing late in the fourth, but I do give it to the Falcons. So you think Panthers cover? or 
Yeah, I think I think the Panthers cover. I take the okay. Falcons outright. I think the Panthers cover. Gotcha. So give me the Panthers points. Falcons outright. Falcons three and a half point favorite. I feel like Carolina just typically does not play well in Atlanta. I don't know why. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of hype around Carolina this year for just I guess because they drafted Bryce Young and because the division is so terrible. But I'm going Falcons <laughs> as well. I think the Falcons uh, win by a touchdown in Atlanta. Phillip, we uh, I have Atlanta covering. Phillip has Carolina covering, but Atlanta winning. What are your thoughts on this game? Uh, the Panthers only play well in Atlanta when it's the final week of the season. Both this 2008 and 2013, they've been in a must-win situation to win the division and uh, to go 12-4, and four, and they rose to the occasion in Atlanta. But it is not the final week of the season, and usually they get torched. I do think they lose by one score, so I really wish I could buy a point here to go for it to be two and a half because I'm not sure if they're going to lose by a field goal or a touchdown. But uh, – there are more points um, to the good on that three and a half if they lose by one score than not. So uh, I guess that means I've got to go with the Falcons cover because they could win by four, five, six, or seven instead of just one, two, or three. So I'm, uh, I'm going to go with the Falcons there. First off, I'm proud of you, Philip, for <laughs> putting your brain ahead of your heart. That is, uh, you know, very few sports fans can do that. So I can't, props yeah. to you. I'm not a huge homer. Like I went and filled out like every. I'll pick every game at the beginning of the season. And I did that yesterday afternoon. I have the Panthers at seven and ten. I feel like that's a uh, that's respectful. A pretty respectful. I think yeah. if everything goes their way, they can win nine games. But I think seven is is about where uh, the realisticness lies. Seven could win that division. You never know. Yeah. It could. <laughs> All right, San Francisco at Pittsburgh. There's really not a lot of great games week one in the NFL. I thought this was one of the more interesting games though. San Francisco, the favorite, traveling east to Pittsburgh. They are a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at the Steelers. I'm just going to tell you all right now, I'm taking the Steelers. Uh, I know the Niners are good. Really? But I just feel like people are sleeping on Mike Tomlin and this Pittsburgh team, and I think uh, the Steelers win week one and uh, cover the spread. Well, my little brother is happy at home. You said that. He is a huge Steelers fan. I don't know how that happened. I, I couldn't tell you. It's a family full of Jets fans. He wound up a Steelers fan. There's a lot of bandwagon Steelers fans out there. So. <laughs> no, he's been through the tough times. Um, I would like to issue a statement. I think the 49ers win by two touchdowns. I think the wow. offense looks great. I think Christian McCaffrey has an incredible day for both my fantasy team and the 49ers. And I think not only do they cover, but they score and win by two. Who? So is Brock Purdy their quarterback? Yeah, I, that's what I'm, I've heard. Yeah, I'm off the I'm off that train. I, I yeah. think that I'll just uh, I'll tell you what. You know what? Right now, <laughs> Anson Belt lock of the week. The Steelers win by ten points or more. Whoa. Wow! Pittsburgh Steelers are going to run away from the San Francisco 49ers. You weren't kidding. Sometimes you just feel it. Brock Purdy will throw a pick, and uh, the Steelers will win. So I'm I'm taking Steelers to cover. Um. My upset pick of this week when I was doing just the games outright was the Steelers. And considering the Niners are favored by default, uh, I'm picking the Steelers to cover. There you go. So we got two on the Steelers. Uh, for some reason, I'm picking the Steelers to win by 10 or more. But hey, when you feel it, you just got to <laughs> roll with it. That was completely unprompted. And uh, we'll get uh, our, our lock of the weeks later from Joe and Phillip um, to close out the show, unless you guys have one unprompted, too. So. You know I have one. I, I think there may be one coming from Jets Bills. Who knows, though? Maybe. We'll find out. <laughs> All right, Raiders, Broncos. I'm a Denver fan. This game terrifies me. This spread terrifies me. Did y'all know that Denver has lost six in a row to the Las Vegas Raiders? How pathetic is that? 
That's rough. Especially because I know of all teams in that division, you hate the Raiders the most. You've got to hate the Raiders the most. So there was an overtime game last year, 22-16, 32-23 Raiders won early in the year, then 17-13, 34-24, 32-31, and then a 37-12 beatdown back in 2020. So that streak has got to come to an end. If the Sean Payton era is going to be anything, it's got to come to an end today, this weekend. But I think it's going to be a close game. I think Denver wins by field goal, so I'm going to Raiders cover. Las Vegas covers. That's what I'm going in Denver. Yeah. Three and a half is the spread. Well, Broncos. As crazy as that sounds, my Anson Belt lock of the week is the Raiders by seven. Wow. I, I should just leave right now. Not only do they cover and win outright, they score more and they win by at least seven, maybe even ten. I do not believe in the Sean Payton offense. I think he is so far beyond what the current game is as far as understanding players and that they don't play cards in the locker room anymore. They go stream on Twitch. So I don't know if Sean Payton can connect. He told Russell Wilson to stop kissing babies and shaking hands. I think he should stop throwing interceptions. Give me the Raiders. I really am shocked that you didn't go lock the week, Jets win. But... I don't. I don't need to lock it. That would imply that I have a doubt. Like I just know that just would be know. unfair. That's all right. That's fine. All right, Philip. You uh, you grew up in a a Colorado family, right? So yeah. So what's your pick on this Broncos game? You know, Garoppolo does always win his first start with a new team, even when he has no business winning it. But uh, I don't know. Is Josh Jacobs even playing in this game? Is he still holding? Out? I think he, no. He, uh, he's he's playing. Yeah, oh, he is. He I still signed. don't even know how the Raiders are going to score points. Uh, it's going to be like a low scoring, slummy. Bad game, 17-10 Broncos. I have two names for you that you don't think the Raiders can score. Jacoby Myers came over from New England to Josh McDaniels, his former offensive coordinator, and two, Michael Mayer, the X-Factor, the tight end from Notre Dame. They picked him early. They expect him to be a huge player in their offense. Yeah, I don't know if Garoppolo is going to get him the ball. He got Kittle the ball. That's true. As bad as I could get Kittle the ball. As bad as Denver was last year, they beat Garoppolo in the Niners. This is true. So maybe that gives me hope, but uh, I just don't I, don't. I don't know if I buy the Sean Payton hype either. I'm just I'm not feeling it. As a Denver fan, I hope I'm wrong, but something worries me here. All right, a couple more games to pick: Dolphins at Chargers. This looks like it could be one of the best games of the week. You got Miami traveling east. The Chargers are a three point favorite, and. Uh, I'm going Chargers at home to cover the spread. Although, really, are they even playing at home? Because all, m- most of the time, you have more visiting fans there than home <laughs> fans. But uh, I'm going Chargers with the Dolphins traveling west. Joe? I, I take the Chargers also. I think Justin Herbert has a rifle for a right arm. I think that offense is going to be too dynamic. The defense is what worries me. I think McDaniels might get him into a shootout, but I do have Herbert pulling it out late. So give me the Chargers and the points. Phil? Anson Belton Buckle, lock of the week. Justin Herbert throws four touchdowns. Wow. Chargers win by 10. We're easily going to miss all these locks of the week. <laughs> by the way, Anson Belton Buckle, lock of the week, is presented by Anson Belton Buckle. Are you game day ready? We got a game tomorrow inside the thick. Are you game day ready? Do you have your Anson Belton and Buckle? Ready to roll? If not, you need to visit AnsonBelt.com backslash ECU and check out their great collection of holist belts, including ECU officially licensed buckles, Anson Belt and Buckle, the official belt of East Carolina Athletics. I saw Tegan Wilk on Instagram. About to say. Posting his, uh, his, his new... I mean, he looks sharp, man. He does. He, uh, he looks sharp with the new Anson Belt yeah. tucked in shirt. If you want to look like Tegan Wilk and Mason Garcia, 
and get all the ladies, then uh, get your hands and belt and buckle. <laughs> By the way, I had to make that read exciting since we're probably all going to miss our locks because <laughs> the Broncos are going to win, Joe. Okay. I hate to tell you, the, the Steelers... To be honest, the Steelers probably are not going to win by 10 against the Niners, but I just felt it. You believe in Kenny Pickett? Yeah. Kenny two gloves. Kenny Pickett, and also I got Najee Harris on my fantasy team, so that's feel good about that. Phillip is going with the Chargers. Herbert, four touchdowns. That's aggressive, but hey, it's going to be a high-scoring game. Well, no Jalen Ramsey. I mean, it could happen. Miami doesn't really have a secondary. They have burnt toast known as Eli that Apple. That is true. So. Eli Apple, former great uh, New York Giant. Uh, did he play for the Panthers as well? Yes, yeah, Saints, like Panthers, week, right? Giants, and I think I'm still missing like two teams. Bengals, yeah. didn't he? But yes, Not that's great. right. Yeah. All right, Bills, Jets. We know. All right, we'll save Joe for last because we know what he's he's going to say. Uh, two and a half. We'll start with Philip on this. How you feeling? Monday Night Football, Bills, Jets. Um, I believe in the Rodgers hype. However, it's the first game, new offense. Uh, I think the Bills, with it being two and a half, I think they kick a late field goal win this one. Uh, 24-21, 27-24, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Bills. Uh, I'm going Bills by double digits here. All the hype going to be on Aaron Rodgers, MetLife Stadium, going to be rocking. Oh, wow. Such an imposing atmosphere. Uh, Josh Allen's going to come in. He's going to throw four touchdowns. I'm not going to make him a lock of the week because I've already used it, but I'm going Bills, roll. Aaron Rodgers looks miserable the entire game. Philip, I, I need you to check a stat for me because I'm correct here. I'm pretty sure that Aaron Rodgers has never lost an opening Monday night football game as long as he's been in the NFL. How many times has he played on opening night on Monday night football? He's also never played for the Jets. Really? He's played that many Monday night games? I believe he's like 11-0. That's why I would like you to fact check me because I've been wrong before today and I'd like to not be wrong again. I'll I'll fact check that. While I go on my rant, please confirm. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is the next name that Jets fans have heard. We have gone through the Brett Favre era. We went through the Adam Gase era of Sam Darnold. We thought Christian Hackenberg was going to be our savior. We wasted a draft pick on Bryce Petty, praying that he would get us out of the dog days where Quincy Inua would punch Geno Smith in the face. We finally have a Southern California quarterback who can lead us back with a defensive head coach and an absolute unit playing on the offensive line. Give me the Jets. It's not close. I have the Jets by 10. I believe I would also use my Anson Belt Lock of the Week, but I feel like that would be a little kind of counterproductive to use my own home team, so right. I had to go different. But the Jets by 10. Jets by double digits. I got the Bills by double digits. These picks are going to be all over the map when we come back here next week. And uh, this was fun, boys. It was a 30-minute segment. I guess we got to get a break in. We, we do, but real quick, Joe, <laughs> yeah. I, I did Google like his all-time Monday night games, and based off the dates, it looks like he's only played like one week, one Monday night game. Good Undefeated, job. though. One and out, yeah. But one's a lot different than 11. He has never won a game Barstool, with so. the New York Jets, by the way. So we'll see if he can do He's that. never lost a game with he the New York Jets. John so. Payton's never won a game with the Broncos. He, he probably, uh, probably won't by the end of this weekend. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. We'll uh, circle back to ECU Marshall. If you got any questions for us, hit us up on social media. A lot of good comments on YouTube. We'll get to as well. All right, we'll be right back. Hoist the Colors, 94.3 The Game. Everything you need to know in the world of ECU athletics. This is Hoist the Colors with Steve and I go on 94.3 The Game. All right, welcome back to the show. we got to get a quick segment in here for another break, so we're going to go roundtable real quick. One ECU player that needs to have a big performance Saturday for the Pirates to win. We'll start with Phillip. Who you got? Uh, against heavy run teams, you need your mic to step up both pre-snap and post-snap, so I'm going to go Taylor Jackson. Mm. 
Taylor Jackson. It'll be his third career start. He started the bowl game, then last week as well played the most snaps of any defensive player. Good pick. I'm going Jalen Johnson. I think ECU needs a number one receiver to step up. I think Jalen will play a lot more outside this week along with slot. I think he leads the team and catches catches the touchdown pass and the Pirates win, as we stated earlier. Joseph. I'm going to go with Cactus Jack Powers. He was reinstated. I texted him at Saturday, 2.29 p.m. exactly, and I said clean hit because the NCAA got it wrong. I think he has a huge game. I think he shows up for the Pirates. I think the one-two punch of him and Jeremy Lewis off the edge is going to be something Marshall can't hold on to. I like Jack Powers. Please give Samuel Danka some snaps as well. This yes, is my please. last uh, cry. PSA. Please uh, give Get Sam them all on the field, all three at the same time. Especially because Harold mentions him in the, the presser, time. and he goes, yeah, you know, could be a good week for Sam Danka. We're waiting. He got two snaps last week out of 60-plus uh, for the defense, so we'll see Just let him pass if he gets man. any more this week. There's no doubt. All right, yeah. we got to get our final break in. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show, give final keys, thoughts to victory. Uh, well, keys to victory and thoughts on the game. That didn't make much sense. We'll do that on the other side. Hoist the colors, 94-3 the game. We're live with Stephen Igo on 94.3 The Game. Hoist the Johnny Roger! Now, back to Hoist the Colors. All right, welcome back into the show, Painted Purple Friday. ECU in action tomorrow. Is this purple or is this like burgundy? No, that's that's close to purple. You've had some ones that were like teeter-tottering. Right. That's, that's purple. We'll give it to you. Check well, it. Fill try, up. Trying to decide if this yeah, is... Yeah, it's not quite pirate purple, but it's still a purple. shade of purple. Yeah. It's... Uh, is it more violet? Yeah, yeah, maybe a violet. Man, that's yeah. a good, good word to use. Whatever works. Uh, you got your Chick Fil A Peach Bowl shirt uh, on. What, <laughs> what's the story behind that? I got connections. You just, you just uh, yeah, buddy of mine played at Duke and sent okay. it to me. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Is that from the game where they got beat by Johnny Football? Maybe. So we got two Duke. Johnny Football, here. Joey Football. Yeah. Uh, uh, the big hand did call him Johnny Football earlier today. It was kind of funny. I got to add the Heisman to my resume then. Yeah, got to put it in the lower third. Heisman Trophy winner. Your Johnny documentary football. was was interesting. Yeah, although it's kind of lacking in some aspects. Well, you know, it was a PR piece, right. same as a Swamp King for Urban Meyer. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so, guys, big game inside Daddy Ficklin Stadium tomorrow. It's been, uh, you know, to me, there's there's nothing that beats walking into Daddy Ficklin Stadium for the first time, like for a home opener, and just you know you see the tailgating lots and everything around campus and it just it warms your heart it does and i know it did as a player joe for you so how weird is it going to be going as a media member slash i guess somewhat of a fan it, it's definitely weird i've never gotten the opportunity to tailgate an ecu football game and i'm still not getting that chance like that's also something i can't check off the list yet uh, maybe i'll stop by the big hen see how he does it but it's it's a weird atmosphere to not be a part of and as as a player because you know exactly like what the guys are doing you know what time it's going to be you know what the pirate walk is like but now you're on the outside looking in so i have mixed emotions but i'm also very excited to see the pirates take on the herd well appreciate your insight joe we'll hear more from you tomorrow right on the pregame show yeah that's what they tell me (laughs) patrick johnson will be hosting that uh philip will be a part of that as well that'll run from one to three right on 94.3 the game yeah that is correct we'll have that i'm planning to drop by around i think 230 or so so we'll have uh the latest there leading into kickoff and uh we'll see if the pirates are one and one come sunday morning if it's a victory monday on the show we'll find out but this has been fun guys excited for the home opener thank you all for your help all week philip and joey Joey Football. I almost <laughs> called you Johnny Football. Uh, but it's been fun. we got to get out of here. We'll see you after the game. This has been Hoist the Colors on 94.3 The Game.
This has been Hoist the Colors with your host, Stephen Igo. Tune in weekdays at noon for all things ECU sports. Get a recap of the show at 943thegame.com on Twitter, Facebook, or anywhere you get your podcasts. We're back Monday with more of Hoist the Colors on 943 the game.